0: Let's make sure that history never forgets the
1: name. Sci-fi malady. Got out. Hi, Rage Master ripped for Disney again. If anyone doesn't know who Disney is, well, you need to crawl out from under the rock you've lived in your whole life. Or you must be Amish. At any rate, I'm here to talk about our newest attraction, the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Two-Night Immersive Adventure Resort. At this resort, our motto is see Star Wars, feel Star Wars, live Star Wars. Set in the time of the sequels, you can be a Jedi, Resistance member, smuggler, or, of course, a First Order agent. Let's talk to some of the people who have been there. Pardon me, sir, what is your name? Uh,
0: Sam Plop? Uh, I just got back from the resort.
1: Ah, tell us how you liked it,
0: Mr. Plop. Well, you know, when you're a kid, you swing baseball bats and toy lightsabers and make the lightsaber sound. Only uh, at the resort, it costs $48,000 and like $6,000 a night. Uh, Unless you want the expensive ones. I got arrested by stormtroopers! Except not real stormtroopers, they were the first order ones, so lame.
1: What Mr. Plot means is that he was arrested by Stormtrooper actors depicting the new and fan favorite Troopers of the First Order from Disney's wildly popular Star Wars sequel trilogy, written by the brilliant J.J. Abrams. Isn't that right? Uh, I wouldn't say
0: that. Actually, I was hoping the original trilogy, you know, even the prequels would have been better. Not that I was thinking that was even worth that much money, but who wants to be a fake Star Wars?
1: jedi anyway it's kind of lame what i think uh he means to say is that being a jedi fighting the first order is a blast in this immersive and realistic star wars experience which is very much worth the money who wouldn't want to be in the sequel trilogy that's totally not what i was thank you sir move along move along and you sir what what is your name sir my name is martin
2: schooley I'm a commodity broker and hedge fund investor. I buy companies that make food and life-saving meds so I can jack up the price 1000% and make a killing. After all, people need to buy these things, so I exploit them. It's a good life, as long as the government doesn't investigate my illicit skirting of fair trade and Ponzi... Anyway, what's your question?
1: Well, that's quite terrible, sir, but at any rate, how was your trip, sir?
2: Oh, you're not gonna believe this, but I was the captain of the ship.
1: With your money, sir, I believe it. Was it fun? Not...
2: really. I paid to be in the sequel trilogy and visit Batuu, a planet I don't care about. I was honestly hoping to be in the original, or even the prequel trilogy. Kylo Ren is about as scary as a teenage ska band crying about their girlfriends.
1: I understand you bought a season pass, though. Oh yeah, horrible investment.
2: Oh well, I'll get the money back in two minutes thanks to buying all the ventilators during COVID and charging hospitals 20000 bucks for delivery, then another 20000 for the tubes to make it work. Who's going to stop me? The government? I just roll that new money into my next trip.
1: To another fine Disney resort?
2: No! To Westworld by Delos. I can kill someone and not get
1: investigating for it. Ah, very good sir. So if you are interested in an immersive galactic experience and don't care if your kids go to college or if you can pay the rent for the year, book passage on the Galactic Star Cruiser two-night immersive adventure.
2: Sci-Fi Melody, Symptom 208. Westworld, the less
1: complicated one. Welcome back, sickies, to our new episode this week. at robot, or excuse me. Automaton August, which is about robots. This is actually going to be our last together episode of the month. However, don't worry, there will be a bit extra teasers from Scott. We did an ode to a robot, Voltron. Scott's going to be doing data soon, and that will be far longer than what I have to say. And, well, that's okay. It's in Scott's wheelhouse. Nonetheless, we are in Westworld, the 1973 film, not the TV show that aired. on hbo for what was it four seasons i believe so Uh, something like that yeah something like that and i gotta say i have seen i remember as a kid looking at the box to this at all the video rental stores and thinking i should watch this and i never did and i saw the tv show before i actually went and saw the film for all things so
0: uh, uh, are we going to have to now start describing what a video rental store is pretty soon?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, you'd go rent videos. It's like a blockbuster. If you don't know what it is, Sickies, if you're that young, first of all, welcome and thanks for tuning in. Second, YouTube it. YouTube it. You'll see all about what a video rental store is. It's Netflix in a physical place. That's all I can tell you. At any rate, so keeping with tradition, let's start with some fun facts and do the plot. And this one's got a lot of fun facts. In fact, Scott has found two of his own. But first, let me start up with mine, and then I'll have Scott jump in. So the first thing that's interesting about this film is director John Carpenter kind of based Michael Myers' indestructible nature. And in fact, a lot of slasher films did the same, where you had Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers just walking stone-faced, so to speak, without stopping. Uh, they based these characters on uh, Yul Brenner's character in this film. In fact, Arnold Schwarzenegger did the same for Terminator. So there was a little bit of inspiration there. Uh, in fact, that robot that Yul Brenner portrays is an homage to his characters from the film The Magnificent Seven in 1916, not 1960. And even wears the same costume from the film. Another fun fact: Yul Brenner only signed up to do the film because he was in financial dire straits and he needed the money. So, um, I guess every actor has a has a list of films called ones I wanted to do, ones I needed to do, and or ones I wanted to do, ones I just kind of didn't care either way, and then one because I really needed the money. <laughs> and this was Yul Brenner's. I needed the money film. That sounds more like a desperate fact than a.
2: I guess it is. Sir Alec Guinness had one of those films. You know what it was called? Star Wars?
1: Star Wars. <laughs> well, thanks for, thanks for misusing your money, Alec, because your financial mismanagement is our gain. Um, the first use of computer digitized, digitized images are part of the film, particularly when you see the robot vision. And... What's funny is by the time they developed the method of doing this, it only took them a mere eight hours to produce each 10 seconds of footage. Wow. How far we have come. I know. Right. Um, Michael Crichton was, he was the writer of this film and he kind of became inspired by it when he went to Disney world and saw pirates of the Caribbean and the, um, he was impressed by the animatronic characters and in fact, in, when he wrote Jurassic Park, this film, the, actually the film later on in 93, when Malcolm says, when the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the pirates don't eat the tourists. That was kind of something Michael Crichton put in there as an homage to not only this film, but what he was thinking about that inspired him to make this film. Uh, in fact, Michael Crichton would later use this film as a way to write Jurassic Park. You know what happens when the theme park turns against you so to speak and this also by the way would later inspire the simpsons episode itchy and scratchy land just the part where when they're at the beginning driving around nothing could possibly go wrong and they say the helicopter pilot says it in itchy and scratchy land welcome to itchy and scratchy land where nothing can possibly go wrong Uh, possibly go wrong (laughs) it's the first thing that ever went wrong but, like, the basement where the robots are serviced and all that in the film is very much like in the episode. So, and the whole concept is what happens if the itchy and scratchy robots decide to rise up and kill humans. So, very much an homage to Westworld. Something I didn't know when I first saw it as a kid. Uh, Delos's theme park charges $1,000 per day. Adjusted for inflation, that comes out to $5,755 in 2019 terms. So in simpler per terms, day.
0: just about how much Disney will probably be charging for the?
1: Yeah, if they made something like this. Actually, that'd be a bargain if Disney did this. Um, How I much think... is Disney actually charging for that Star Wars fake cruise? No, it literally is uh $4,800 for two people and then 6000 or more for more than that. So, so it's, yeah, about, it's about dead on. That's, dead on Yeah, almost. it's about dead on. Uh, Why am I not sure that Disney would charge that much? Well, duh. Uh, the film, actually, the two main characters, uh, played by Richard Benjamin and James Brolin, were cast less than 48 hours before filming began, so... Could never tell. No. (laughs) For those of you that enjoyed the film Blazing Saddles, some of the sets might be familiar, because that's exactly where they filmed. They pretty much just used all the Warner Brothers film sets that were available, because, well, it's easier. You don't have to build them. So, yay. Uh... Then I guess the... Oh, and this is one... I guess we'll move on. This is one that uh, Scott brought to uh, my attention. Alan Oppenheimer plays a character which will later be recreated as Dr. Rudy Wells in The Six Million Dollar Man. But, uh, Scott, what else is Alan Oppenheimer known for? He's Skeletor. The original Skeletor. Yeah, yeah. From the He-Man cartoons. And in addition, since we're talking about star power... I believe there was a, a Star Trek link in here somewhere.
2: Gene Roddenberry's wife, Majel Barrett, who played Nurse Chapel on the original series, and Deanna Troy's mom in Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, and is the voice of the computer in basically everything from Next Generation on, um, plays one of the madams in the seedy um, western
1: bar. Mm-hmm. In fact, speaking of Star Trek... Which one? William Shatner... Miss Carey. Oh, okay, gotcha. William Shatner. Voice makes sense now. Was considered for this role as well. He was 42 at the time, and they were contemplating to have him cast to be one of the main characters, but uh, they decided to go with younger guys, I guess. So.
2: Oh my! The robots <laughs> are attacking. What should I do? I not the toupee. I must escape. Yeah, (laughs) back chopping the robot does nothing.
0: Yeah, I I I have a weird feeling. I'm very very glad he didn't get cast for this. I don't think it would work. Just my opinion.
1: So, uh, I think that's pretty good. We'll keep. uh, I think we'll stick stop there because I want to go over the plot. uh, My not one minute plot. The plot is basically of two guys who are going to Westworld. And while there, they have a really fun time, but they wind up getting, making enemies with Yul Brenner's robot. The concept of Delos is that it's set, the film is set in 1983, by the way, and you hop on a ship and it takes you to some area and then you kind of divide off and you go to either Roman world, which is Pompeii pre-Vesuvius eruption, or you could go to Medieval World or West World. And what'll happen now, there is a sequel called Future World, but we're not going to worry about that now. And what you wind up doing is you get clothing and period equipment and everything else, and you get to go interact with the world and these robots. You can actually kill people in this world. And in fact, one guy regards that this world seemed as real as. Anything. Instead, he mentions that he killed people and he was pretty sure they were robots. And it turns out the way that this park works is that, yes, they are robots. Because if you're in Westworld, for example, the guns will only fire on someone with zero body temperature. They're designed, they're charged by batteries and they shoot only at the robots. If you try to shoot a person, it doesn't work. Uh, it's a convenient plot point, I know, but it works.
0: Yeah, it only works in West World too, because otherwise, in the other two, yeah, medieval stop, world, how do you stop
1: a sword? You know, uh, yeah, and
0: Roman world where it's like, it's knives and swords. Yeah,
1: how do you? Do they become like? <laughs> do they come pieces of paper when they hit something warm? I don't know. They don't address that. They don't so, address
0: a lot of things.
1: Yeah, it's not, but it's not necessary no. for the purpose of the story. It doesn't take you out. So, what happens is. Also, every night when the, uh, robots that got killed, uh, just lay around and everybody's asleep, Delos, uh, workers come, they pick up the robots, they take them downstairs to the basement, they maintenance them, and then they take them back out the next day, repeat process. And you could pretty much get away with murder and any other sensuous activity in this park. Uh... Robots are programmed to be sexual pleasure units or killers or whatever. In fact, one of my favorite scenes we'll get into with rips and picks is the fact that uh, there's a bank robbery and the brothel just looks out the window and says, oh, they're robbing the bank again. So it's exactly, it's like uh, the inner kid in you just coming out to play, except now you can indulge in any kind of hedonism you want. And what happens in this particular film is the two main guys, they are in the park, and one of them gets arrested for killing, Yul Brenner's robot. So they, his buddy, breaks them out of jail with a stick of dynamite, and they go running off into the wilderness. But a rattlesnake that's a robot bites one of the guys, even though it's not supposed to. Now there's no poison in it, but it still hurts. And that's because they're finding out in the control room that some of the robots are starting to malfunction more and more and more. And that eventually leads to a point where there's a drunken brawl. And after that, the robots break and Yule Brenner's robot breaks down and starts chasing the two main guys. He kills one of them. And he chases the other one through Roman world and... At the same time, the computer malfunctions prevent the technicians from, it locks them into their station and they run out of oxygen and die. Eventually, the main character runs into the medieval world where everyone has also died because the robots have killed everyone and then malfunctioned because they ran out of battery power. And the Yul Brenner robot chases our hero into a torch-filled throne room. The torches throw off his sensors, the hero torches the robot, and then winds up just kind of surviving and sitting on his steps, waiting for something to happen, and the movie ends right there. No idea what happens then. So, with that in mind, uh, now that we've nailed our fun facts and our plot, I think, uh, you know, I, I do want to do rips and picks, but... Shall we do our side notes or our rips and picks first, guys? What do you think? I think we do rips and picks. Yeah, sure, go for it. I think one of my picks is definitely the. There's something interesting about the irony of this film. It's much more deadpan and demanding of cleverness. When they're driving at the beginning, when you arrive at the Delos uh place, there before you head off into your world. There is a, oh yeah, and one of the things they mention is that the robots, you could tell the robots by the way the hands are made, that's key. You'll need to know that later. But they arrive and then you're divided off. If you're Roman world, you're going to red. If it's uh, blue, if you're going to the medieval world, you go down a green hallway and then West world is whatever, yellow, I don't know. And so then you get clothing, you get all the period pieces you'll need. And while you're traveling to your world, there's this over, there's this loudspeaker saying, Welcome to Westworld. Welcome to whatever world where nothing could possibly go wrong. And they just keep hammering home. And you as the audience know, all right, that's a bunch of crap. But it's one of those tongue-in-cheek comments that doesn't require you. It's, it's not one of those jokes that goes, Hey, see what I did there? I alluded to the fact that nothing's going to go wrong. Now... Aside from that style writing, it probably was more of a fun delivery back in the day because I've noticed that reviewers now, like us, tend to review with spoilers and it. we tell you how you should enjoy the film. <laughs> Whereas because Enjoy
2: this film the way we tell you exact, to and, and only now, the way we tell I'm you
1: serious, to. I'm serious. That is a, a side effect. But, but I really enjoy that aspect. Well, there's also the aspect of a company would actually do that. Remember, oh, absolutely.
0: Titanic was
1: unsinkable. God oh,
2: Himself couldn't sink this ship.
1: Oh, 158 percent agree that that's exactly what they would that's they be percentage. <laughs> yeah, that's my way of saying for sure. But would they say it exactly that way? I don't know. But they would do everything they could to assure you that oh no no this is perfectly safe. No harm can, can come to you exactly. And they, in fact, they say that. So yeah, that's one of my picks that they are showing that corporate screw up attitude, but they're doing it with a tongue in cheek attitude. All
0: right. Uh, I think my pick would be the robot, the main bad guy of this film. His, the non-stopping, just constant deadpan motion, it's spooky. Yeah. And, And he doesn't really say anything. Nothing's said other than really at the first time they meet him in the bar. After that, he doesn't speak. His presence is all you get, and it works. It's just that creepy
2: disturbingness. I'm gonna give um, a pick for realism here in the fact that um, the operators of the park channel, they're inner Vince McMahon, and the show must go on. They're losing control of the robots, things are happening that aren't supposed to happen, and they're not gonna shut the park down. Because they'd have to give everyone a refund. But they're not going to let new guests come in. But they're going to hold it together for the next 48 hours. to get everyone on the resort, off the resort.
1: Yep. Money, money, money.
2: We're losing control of the robots. But we can keep this together for the next 48 hours or so. So we don't have to issue refunds. Yeah.
1: That, and that goes back to my point about... This is when they were really... Films were pretty good at showing corporate screw-up attitude. That it just... It all came down to the dollars and cents. It kind of reminds me of RoboCop. When Dick Jones was talking about Ed two oh nine saying we had a contract with the military for we had a contract with the military to sell all units, spare parts for twenty years. Who cares if it didn't work? Yeah. So
0: Well, I mean this this very much is that way because again, they're fixing robots, they're finding issues, they're like, Something's wrong. We need to reset, period. And it's like, No, nah, we, we 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 can't. I mean they're talking At the beginning, they're not even talking about stopping the next batch of guests. They're like,
1: no, 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 we'll just keep fixing them. They're going crazy. We'll keep fixing them. Yeah, just keep, I don't want to build a new one. That costs more money.
0: Yeah. Which also does bring up the question, I honestly don't know how they were making money. Because if you shoot a robot, you have to repair that robot.
1: Yeah. Um, that's
0: a lot of electronic circuitry and parts that I have to now put back in a robot, and yeah. that's damage. And I don't think a... Honestly, being I work
1: maintenance, that would be a maintenance crew I would not want to be on where I Oh, have to no. Go. Well, plus, that would be a gigantic maintenance crew that's working around the clock. Well, yes. You see, they've got them coming...
2: I mean, they do have a maintenance crew comes in at night, pulls the dead robot. I mean, I guess they just sit in the street until yeah. End, but pulls the dead robots or deactivated robots out of the street, and then like airport baggage claims them yeah. Yeah. down through to the underground minions, who uh, you know. And, and what's really creepy, I think it's a pick too. They're not down there as mechanics. It looks like a hospital. Yeah, yeah. They're doctors. It does. They're not mechanics. They're wearing lab coats. Yeah,
0: right. And it's like they're opening up in a way that's very la- more of the hospital than an actual like, robot mechanic where you just be like, oh, replace that part. Which again brings up my point of how are you making money here? Because you, are, all I'm hearing is we got to replace the servos and we got to replace yeah, the gyroscope. Oh my gosh, and yeah. It's like uh, those can't be cheap.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I also, as a pick, love, love how they go back and show the computer room. And show how, okay, we gotta Flashing make lights. It, yeah, we gotta we gotta up the you know the pleasure model, we gotta make it more submissive. And they're just doing all these things to make sure that they adjust.
2: In in live action. Yeah. 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 Give the black knight weakness on the left side and a lack yep. of
1: coordination.
2: Yeah. Yeah, which also brings up an interesting point that this
0: isn't actually what they're giving you isn't actual accurate time
1: no it's all a fantasy that's the point all
0: it is is a giant fantasy that they're controlling which also brings up the creepiness of they're watching at all times
1: yeah can you imagine that you're trying to like seduce a well first of all seduce a robot yeah yeah, we're gonna get to that scott's got a thing for that later but (laughs) but yeah you seduce a robot that they're watching they're you know, watching
0: while that happens and changing everything while live, and it's like, yeah, this is weird and creepy now.
2: Yeah, you well, know, you know, give them a pick for that. They figured out the first thing humanity would do with robots that look human.
1: Oh well, and, it went, and were submissive, <laughs> wouldn't fight back. Um, another pick when the Black Knight malfunctioned and started fighting like a real knight. Against a guy who clearly was out, had never swung a sword before, and the desperation in his face as he realized this isn't going my way—I should have won this by now. Mm-hmm. And eventually, when he does get stabbed with a sword, yeah, yeah, I know a sword wouldn't go through chainmail quite like that, but whatever. You actually feel bad, like, oh, poor guy. Oh man, that's. And then when you see in Roman world the uh, the slaves rise up and just kill everybody same thing you're like oh yeah well here's the thing I really don't feel sorry for that guy who got stabbed with the sword though why not
0: um, other than him going after the oh yeah servant. well he was a, he
1: was a predator that's true so. and also
0: his wife was going to Roman oh world yeah well you so... know what's
1: funny about that is when they announced like the pleasures of Roman world and then his wife like perked up and he looked at her like Hey, wait a minute! Only I'm allowed to have that kind of fun here. Yeah. So as I said,
0: I really don't feel sorry In for fa- him.
1: In fact, the woman at the beginning, when they were that guy was the men. Yeah, the, the <laughs> oh, men. The they man. look so bright. It's like, okay, well, yeah, I yeah.
0: have a weird feeling you. <laughs> okay.
1: Somebody really enjoyed her time there.
2: Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, one more one more pick before I do get into rips because I got I got rips about the the fight with the black knight too but i like the fact that they they show you the erosion of the humanity with the main character when the main character who lives first gets there he still he isn't into the spirit of it yet when he gets into the bar fight with the gunslinger the first time he wants to not get into the fight he wants to ignore it he wants to you know he's he's delaying killing him and he's show to shoot him and kill him And slowly, that humanity begins to erode and erode and erode until he's like, I can, there's no law in that town, we'll go back and do whatever we
1: want to do. He killed a guy, he killed the Yul Brenner gunslinger on the second day, after they visit the brothel, and he realized... Well, like even the brothel made him nervous because he was getting over a divorce. You see his humanity there
2: too. I've never been with a well; it matters to me. It might sound, it He's yeah. still in that moment. Yeah. He's still he sees them as human beings, and he has to treat them as human beings. And it takes a minute for that humanity to erode away, and that's realistic.
1: Yeah, on it, your uh, first
2: time there, you wouldn't just go straight to indiscriminately killing things that look like men and women, right? And
0: then, which does bring up uh, another point.
1: How much do these robots weigh? Uh, well, presumably as much as a human. I mean, that that that's one of those tech questions that are irrelevant for the story.
0: Well, I'm only bringing it up because I think it would also go at the same point of uh, the body heat for the same reason. If you're seducing one that weighs twenty tons.
1: Yeah, (laughs) might be a little... I I don't think they weigh 20 tons, but you make an interesting point with heat, because there is a generator in them, there is battery, so there is heat generation. (laughs) So, I have one more pick that I thought was funny. When they're at the brothel, and then they hear the gunshots, and they look out the window and go, oh, they're robbing the bank again. Just like, yeah, this happens on a daily basis, robbing the bank. And, of course... You, it's, it is clearly fantasy, because in reality, you can't rob the bank every day. You robbed it the last three days. There's no more money in there. <laughs> well, There's nothing yeah. to rob except the pencils.
0: <laughs> well, you got to rob those pencils. That graphite's worth something. Yeah,
2: see, this is part of one of my rips on this, though. Everything just resets. Everything resets every day, and I think that, like, so you need to be, you need to have people coming in in shifts, entire guests come in and you're going to have your hundred guests come into Westworld for, it's got to be a three day package or a seven day package. It can't be however long you want to stay or you can get, you can get a three, five or seven day, but the story won't reset the baseline until a certain cycle. And if you don't stay long enough, you don't get with, there still has to be rules within this story. Yeah, And there just, there isn't rules within the story. They come back, the one dude's the sheriff of the town because he walked in there after they killed the old sheriff.
1: And no one disagreed, apparently. Right. Yeah. None
2: of the other guests disagreed and said, no, I'm, why are you the sheriff? Also, yeah. the same, literally
0: the same characters show up the next day who apparently died the day before.
1: Right. Right. And only, only after the malfunction do they seem to bear a grudge. Until then, it's like, well, in fact... It's to the point where when they see Yul Brenner after that, after they wake up hungover and they're just like, ah, oh, not this guy again. How long would it be until you had guys
2: just ruining it like you're doing in um in no, PvP no. games and player versus I, in PvE I, games where you. you just got overpowered guys who know just ruining it
0: for everybody? Yeah. I was going to bring that up because my point was going to be that absolutely you would have at least one or two people who... Because they got nothing but to do, and they have the money. We'll pay for the package, and we'll just sit there with, I don't know, a rifle on top of the you know church tower, and just snipe everyone so no one can have fun. Right. And oh, the- congratulations. The bar is closed because I shot everyone, and the brothel is closed because I shot everyone. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. You all
1: suck. <laughs> well, and I think they didn't really... I'll, I'll give them a break on this one for one reason. At the time, 1973 no one would have thought like that because games like that didn't exist. Um, yeah, you had your Charles Ketterings who would do that, but that wasn't a common occurrence. That wasn't not having video games or not having that kind of a competitive thing during their day. I think they couldn't have foreseen that somebody would just go in there and as you said, like today, we can see that, that yeah, 100% would happen. But back then, could they have necessarily thought of that? Maybe, maybe not, because we're looking at it from, like you said, Scott. We have the guy that gets OP goes into a game, and just as you said, Thomas, just snipes away and is pulls a Charles Kettering and is like, ha, 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 I'm ruining the game for everybody. I'm a troll. I'm a troll. Whoa. Trolls yeah. like that were not a thing that anybody could have known about. So. Uh, well, yeah, but yeah, the other I guess, problem. Because D&D yeah, and
2: paper role-playing games didn't even we, exist yet. No, and you see it in D&D. We've all had that yeah. person in the campaign who is overpowered and makes it no fun for anybody. Yeah,
1: but that wasn't around yet. 1973, they were still I want to working disagree on the with prototype.
2: You. I want to disagree with you, but I can't because I want to say you, you can't anticipate human beings being crappy. But we <laughs> always think that we've anticipated the, the upper limits of human crappiness. Right. And then we find yeah. out ways that even as adults, we're
1: still massive children. Right. Yeah, That's right. So I think... Um, I don't think they... But you're right. If this were to be recreated, we'd have to have rules like if someone did the Charles Kettering, they'd have to go in and be like, all right, you're out. Well, yeah. You're done. No refund, by the way.
0: Yeah, but the other issue I think would come up that maybe someone wouldn't troll as much, but because they've done it so many times, they know the system.
1: Yeah, you'd have to have like DLC or something like that. Yes,
0: because if you know the system, you could literally walk down the street and do everything done. okay, and he walks out now. Bang, done. Move on to this. Yep. Give me a shot, and you know it's like they would have no fun with it. No, nope. well they but didn't the really. Fun would might be, actually be speedrunning it then? They didn't really, really
1: have mm-hmm. a story per se. It was just kind of running, but eventually that's another problem. You'd have to make a story because otherwise it's No Man's Sky. Yeah, then yeah. it's exactly. Then it's just everybody shows up, and yeah, that first time is fun. The randomness, the chaos might be fun. But if you go back and you're like, gee, it's the same thing I did the first time. Um, oh, look, there's that gunslinger I killed three times. I the mean, law
2: diminishing marginal utility is Yeah, you'd have,
1: yeah. To, you'd have to come up with new ways to make it exciting.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, that's what the control room's yep. for. Can we go back to the guns? I okay. know they came up with a real simple way to make the guns not shoot. Um, that never apparently malfunctions? It, it, it also is just wrong because bullets ricochet. But like, let's say this. The guy in the, in the first scene shoots himself in the mirror. The mirror's not going to stop that bullet. What prevents that bullet from going through the mirror, through the wall, and into a human being on the other side of the wall? That's right. You're, you're, you're firing bullets randomly. What if you miss the robot and there's a warm body behind it?
0: Yeah. Or, yeah. or a ricochet. Or what about, again, you having a bar fight you're throwing vase punching, and stuff yeah. and punching. You can very easily punch another guest, but apparently right.
2: Which absolutely would happen, by the way. People oh, yeah. would get in an argument and they'd wait for the bar fight scene and they would be waiting to crack the real person over the head with that chair. Right. Yes.
1: Or or the the Or they just start the
2: bar fight by doing that.
1: The jailbreak scene with the dynamite. Uh what <laughs> if you were just walking by? <laughs> explosion's an explosion.
0: Yeah. If I get if
1: I get nailed butt in the head by a brick, it doesn't matter. It's a real brick from the explosion.
0: Also brings up the point of how did he just walk out of that cell, which was a small cell? Yeah, he just set off a stick of dynamite. In he should,
1: uh, well, at least be deafened and bleeding. Oh my gosh, he should be out like a light and maybe even dead. But yeah, can't be harmed. (laughs) Would've been easier just to walk in and plug the sheriff. <laughs> yes,
2: actually. It's just it's completely understandable that the robots will not intentionally harm the guest. Programmed to miss if they win the quick draw. But like we're talking about the black knight, okay? Yeah. He's fighting a sword duel with the black knight. Now, what you have to assume then is that the robot is gauging your speed and your ability with the sword and fighting at that level. Mm-hmm. You could still, it's going to throw a strike at a certain speed. And if you're still clumsy enough to not parry that, like uh, I am, I would, you know, I remember we used to play lightsaber duel at Weaver's house. Mm -hmm. Weaver was not a faster athletic guy and would get me every time.
1: You could you slow down around. the Black Knight. You would turn around and fall into the bed. Or well, the that's, couch.
0: Th- I was also about to say you could slip and literally fall onto the sword. Right. Oh,
2: yeah. I mean, you could you could swing, miss the Black Knight, and cut your own femoral artery. Yeah.
0: yeah. Th- this entire situation is
2: death, just asking for death. It's still assuming. It, I mean, like the robots are drawing a real gun. Yeah. It's still assuming that the robot that's programmed to miss. It's still firing a gun. What if you lose your balance at the moment the robot pulled the trigger to miss by two inches and you fall into the bullet?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, but the oh. bullets don't fire if, it's, uh, if they're shooting at a human, though. The robot's guns do. The robot's guns don't. They don't fire at warm beings, Remember? Well, it, it still brings up the question of ricochets,
0: and this yeah, is also well, that's right. sword, that, that is sword fighting. I sword mean, fighting, sword is fighting is different guns, altogether. The guns were like, okay, I can understand that. But then yeah. we also have two worlds, which do not have guns, which now rely on gladiuses and on long swords, yeah. which that's I kill don't you. see any safety mechanisms on that. Right. No, I don't know how you can... Which also brings up my other point of, I get how you can't shoot other guests in Westworld. How
2: do you not stab another guest yeah. in Roman world or in... Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Shouldn't... Uh-oh, that's blood. <laughs> how about this one? Everyone's getting massively drunk. Yeah. And then on horses. Oh, yeah. You're yes. a ma- you're what prevents a... you from falling off your horse and
0: breaking your neck? Oh, just dying from alcohol poisoning. Right. I mean, seriously.
1: Stumbling down the stairs?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, you, there's about a million and one ways of dying. Roman world passing out into the fountain? Yes. <laughs> yeah, how
1: do you... I, I know, nothing could go wrong. You will not get hurt. What are you talking about? There's a thousand and one ways to get hurt. Just because the guns don't work.
2: Maybe there's a medical team on standby at all times. I'm here in Medieval Uh, World. I'm drunk. Bunch (laughs) of wine. I think I'm going to get on this horse with my lance and attempt to joust at that. Oh, I fell off and landed (laughs) on the lance. Yeah. Or you
0: get, hey, buddy, I bet I'm better lancer than you. Okay, let's find out. And... Charge at each other. Wait, uh, they're yeah. both human. Zoom
2: in on the hands. Oh, crap. <laughs> Shut it
1: down. Shut it down. <laughs> what do you mean? Shut well, down the robot horse. Shut down the robot horse. And, and, here's, horse. and here's the one, too. So let's say you're Wrong in- Wrong button, not those. Let's say you're in- It doesn't matter which world you're in. You seduce someone, but it turns out they're real. Uh, Okay, so there's VD. There's pregnancy. Um... Because what's in the world to stop you?
2: You know that's going on, too. Yes. You know, because
1: at the same time, you could say that, oh, well, they just look at the hands and they'll know. Yeah, okay, fine. But But how many people are just going to be like, you know what? I don't care. Also, I like am, this person, and they're into it. Let's go.
0: And how many of them are drunk enough to go? Bingo!
1: I'm looking at, huh? Yeah, if you're drunk enough, I don't. And someone else is going with it. You're not really worried about the hands. You could be like, yeah, good enough. Yeah. So
0: this is like the worst idea ever.
1: It it works because it's trying to deliver a point, and it's an interesting story. So, it, the, the in story, keeping with Verisimilitude, it doesn't take you out of the story.
0: Correct. The story the, itself, which it's trying to tell, is the you know degradation of humanity and what happens when
1: you know the, the limits are taken are gone. off. Yeah, yeah, and that's what we see, and that's why it works. That's why the things we're ripping are kind of afterthoughts. You don't necessarily think about it mid-movie. You might, but overall you're entertained. It's afterwards and you're like, wait a minute, how is this safe? I mean, the guy got stabbed and what would, it's a sword. What safety features are there for a sword? Unless, Unless it's like paper, it turns into paper and folds as soon as it hits a warm body.
2: Right. The only safety is that the robot is programmed to miss every time.
1: Yeah, and pull so, the
2: pull the strike if it would have hit.
1: And so like. that's, um, and maybe that's part of the humor that people are dumb enough to accept that for entertainment. That they're willing to say, "Oh yeah, I paid for it and I believe it, and therefore I'm willing to take the risk." Yep. But that would mean. And of course they don't need to do this in the film because that's not the point, but that would mean there would be some kind of death death dismemberment clause you have to sign before going on this trip that you could die. Oh. Here's how here's oh, how, how Westworld
2: is done today. Uh at the end of act 1, the the section chief gets an email message. We have hijacked your software. You will pay us 40 billion dollars <laughs> yep. in Bitcoin within 12 hours or we will kill every guest.
0: Well, I just yeah. thought, I just thought of something too. And this is really crazy. What if the guests who died become the new
1: robots? That would be a good idea, but of course, that's not what Delos was trying to do. But no. yeah, that would be an interesting point. That would have been a good arc in the TV show. Too bad they didn't have that kind of idea. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying because I'm
0: like, that would work. You, you you have a certain number of guests that just would die from accidents or something.
1: But, but the only problem there is then you have a gigantic court battle as police start knocking on the door going, "Um, <laughs> So we noticed that this rich billionaire walked into your park and hasn't walked out and his family's reported him missing signed clause you know uh, and we still
2: need the body back
1: yeah we we have a warrant to come search the area well shut he- the park down for a minute so we could go looking for this guy
0: well you just ship back the uh parts you don't need in a closed casket. Oh boy, that's brutal. That's that's
1: <laughs> that's macabre. But yeah, that's that's. If you're a dumb company like Delos, why not? You're already you're already in a position of. Well, let's we'll need a little bit to fix it out. But first, let's ride out the next forty eight hours and hope to God nothing goes wrong. Yeah, this is already a
0: corrupt, crazy company. So you don't think they might try something?
1: Yeah, it. You know what? It kind of reminded me of that scene. If if you ever watched HBO's Chernobyl. There's this scene where the whole party meets in a room and they're trying to discuss, well, we you know, we have to evacuate, we have to do this, we have to do that, and the old party member who was probably there the, when the revolution started gets up and says trust the party, trust the government, we will weather this and he gives this whole big speech and of course all the guys trying to cover up the accident start applauding and everyone else applauds and you're and the scientists in the know are looking at him like, "No, no, mistake happening. Staying here, bad." <laughs> but the party says it's better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's kind of what it is. You have, you have Skeletor's Doctor Skeletor saying, "We need to get shut this down now. Issue refunds and everyone else." No, trust the Delos technology. It looks. We can exactly- ride this out. Yeah, don't worry. It's only minor malfunctions. Oh, it injured
0: a guest. Oh, don't worry. We'll still be fine. So, uh
1: I think uh, that's a pretty good on the rips and picks, but there's two side notes I want to bring up here. And I'll start with mine that um why this worked and the show didn't in my mind anyhow. And I did watch the show up until about season 2. And as far as I can d- discern It's because the show looked amazing. The look is never the problem these days. It's that it got, it's a, first of all, it's the kind of topic and concept that you can't drag on indefinitely. You could do it in a mini series and you could have little mini arcs like Thomas's idea where dead guests are becoming robots. You could do that, but you got to wrap that up. You can't keep that going for season over season over season it reminds me of the show prison break that got another season it's like how is there another season of prison break they got out of the prison the whole crux of the show was get out of prison they got out of prison what else is there to do oh break out of another prison is this serious this looks like a joke from the simpsons and that's what westworld looked like to me and so that as a result the plot got hyper complex and complicated and to quote South Park when they made fun of Inception, just because something's hyper complex and complicated doesn't make it good. And I found out as I went ahead and read on to what season three and later four was about, season four wasn't even about Westworld. It was about an AI named Reha Bohm that took over. It's like, well, now you're just way off the beaten path here. You, clearly you're s- scraping the barrel because it's not about Westworld anymore.
2: I think it started hyper-complex, too. The difference between the TV show and the movie is the TV show wanted to show you a commentary on humanity and and how, how the humans' interactions with the robot tells you about the human being. The TV show wanted to show you that, but also explore artificial intelligence and sentience and what the robot's behavior says about the true nature of sentience. And then we got into some more convoluted stuff about corporate greed and... We went way, way off a beaten path, and it got too complicated to follow everything they were trying to do.
1: Yeah, so, and that just, when you try to add, cram all that stuff in, and again, bearing in mind the fact that this is not the kind of story that you can carry on in a multi-season show. So, uh, this is why I just wanted to make a note why I think this film works better than the show. Uh, now, Scott, as a side note, that, uh, well, I'm just going to let Scott do chime in with his two cents about...
2: Well, I think that there was an interest. I think the true theme of what you're watching in this entire story is set up almost as a framing device in the opening vignette introduction, where the guy says, was it real? And the reporter asked him, the interviewer, well, did it feel real? Was it real? The guy said, it's the realest thing I've ever done. And I think that if you watch the rest of this movie from that context, it's telling you the question that this movie is really asking us from a perspective of the individual and human society. And that is, when are we our most true self? Are we... Are we... Civilized and decent and moral and ethical human beings because that's who we are and who we want to be? Or are we that person because society imposes those constraints on us and forces us to be and you watch the main character who lives you watch him lose that humanity little by little by little as he realizes that there's nothing compelling him to be good and not only is nothing compelling him to be moral he's encouraged to be immoral and engage in his animal passions whatever they may be um
0: well there's the question though he is being encouraged to go for his animal passions. so is that
2: his true self. But they come back and they say, there's no law in that town. We can do whatever we want, and we can be whoever we want to be. And who they want to be is desperados who are killing everybody they can find.
0: Yeah, but then you also have the person who wanted to apparently be the sheriff. Yeah. And law and order. So it doesn't... It seems to be that each the movie at least is pointing towards that these people are definitely have their nature taking over and their nature is crazy animal instinct. You have others who have decided that they are rejecting that and would go for order over that.
2: Yep. It seems like in most of these cases, like the guy who wants to be the sheriff, it seems like those people just want to be there because they have the power of that. But, it's an interesting question, and I think it's one that, we've, that we always ask. Why do we, need, why do we need police? Why do we need law? Why do we need structure and order? Because without it, we tend to revert to our animal nature, and society is something that you cannot live in. And then immediately, the, the, the flip to this is, once it breaks down and he's not safe, now he wants structure. Now he wants order. Now he wants law. Because he realizes that when you take those things away, it's, uh, was it Hobbes who said, or Rousseau, who said we all, we form societies because in the wild we Hobbes. live in fear of violent death? Hobbes. Yeah. And, and it, I think this is really hitting on that. And, and I think this whole movie is, is kind of like a commentary on that, that we do. We don't think we want law. But it's the social contract that we will trade off our freedoms to be safe from violent death.
0: Well, you you can see that throughout time that humanity has this tendency to quickly trade away freedom for any sense of security. Yeah. I mean, it's not always true security, but it's a sense of security. We our nature is to give up freedom and just surrender to what we think is safe, security and security.
1: I think what's nice too, to get to your point about this film is that it goes back to that, you know, science fiction is often cynical towards mankind. It also, it usually doesn't look with the exception of maybe star Trek, uh, science fiction doesn't look kindly on mankind. It usually looks at us and points out the ways we screw up.
2: And even Star Trek shows Star us the Trek way Trek we screw up, too. you know? But it, but
1: Star Trek tried to take a tack of, look, we can do better. And right. here's an example of how it could look. But even then, it was saying, all right, humanity nailed it. But let's take human foibles and show how they look in the Klingon Empire. Yeah. So.
2: And I think, you know, I, I hate to say this, uh, I think I come down on the fact that Westworld has it right. That if you put human beings in a position where there were no repercussions for their actions... Oh my gosh, it would be We disgusting. would all be pretty terrible. I, and
1: would, I would not want to work for Delos. No. The kind of disgusting filth you'd have to look at?
2: It's just, it's the, it is, there is something that compels human beings to be good and ethical people. Whether it's religion, whether it's philosophy... Whether it's the fear of society ostracizing you, uh, the general will, Rousseau is the general will, I believe. Well, as soon as there's
0: consequences to your decisions, there is a reason not to. But in this world, there are no consequences.
2: But are we ever truly good because we're just good?
0: Well, again, that's the philosophical question that continues to be asked to this day. So I don't think we can answer that. Because no one's really been able to answer it to this point. Or
2: we just don't like the answer. The answer is that we're not good. No one is truly good just because they want to be good. No, no one's... That we're so terrible of a
1: species that we have to be compelled to be decent moral beings. Well, that would be the Bible's point that, no, you're not good. No one is good, not one, so...
0: Well, yeah, and that's the point of that question, which is... What is human nature? And the question of what human nature is has been debated um, pretty much since the beginning of time. I mean, the, that is what science fiction is best at, really, is that question. And this, this film did a very good job at bringing that point
2: up and bringing that question to the forefront. And doing it in a subtle way that allowed you to come to it on your own terms without being smacked in the face with it.
1: And you saw the transformation of it, like you said, Scott, where the character at first, he wanted, he couldn't get into it. He thought it was ridiculous. Give me a vodka on the rocks. And when that didn't work, uh, kill him, kill him. I don't want to do that. And then even the prostitute scene where, oh, this matters to me. I'm getting over a divorce. And. And then slowly but surely, he just realizes, hey, this is fantasy. I could do whatever I want. And he does.
2: Yep. I wonder how long it is before we have amusement parks that are really like Westworld, where we have maybe not to the full extent of Westworld, but how long before that's the next thing, the next level of amusement parks where you're interacting with... Um, artificial intelligences, whether it's holograms mm-hmm. or, I, or uh, augmented reality. I, th- I think we
0: will get there, but not through actual amusement parks. I think it's going to be VR.
1: Yeah, I would inten- I would tend to agree with that. Like
0: VR at your home. Kind of like, like Ready Player One? Yeah. Something you, like that. Something sounds, more yeah. along that line than going to an actual it's, park for one. And also at home... It would probably work better because, I'm sorry, I don't want to watch people watch,
2: you know, have people watch
1: me. I guess, I
2: guess you could say Medieval World already exists. You can go to the park on any Sunday in good weather and find (laughs) Larpers.
1: But I think, uh, I think, yeah, like as much as uh, ridiculous gushing over the 80s that Ready Player One is, still the, uh, the online addiction that's. Present and it is like yeah that's I understand that's completely feasible, uh yeah that's what people would do they would plug in and they would not want to unplug.
2: What about the people who uh, like well the, the have, guy whose character died was not EverQuest and he couldn't find his cause he had to get back there within like twenty four hours to reclaim yeah. all his stuff and like you've had people have real world well, meltdowns over games like like EverQuest and and uh, World of Warcraft. Well th- mm-hmm. this is the crazy thing, Facebook just introduced mm-hmm. VR.
0: Office. Did you see that? No. No. Like Facebook was introducing where you could do a virtual office meeting. So I mean,
1: we're already going there. We're we're now yeah. going
0: to be working in a virtual office. Oh now. yeah. Well I so mean So it's like this yeah. is the
1: byproduct of uh living in a pandemic, I guess. Anyway <laughs> I think it's uh time to rate this sucker before we get too far off the beaten path. So how many gunslingers do you want to give it? I guess I'll go first. I'll give this a seven or eight. It's a lot of fun. The doesn't, Despite the issues we brought up, it doesn't really occur to you that much when you're watching it because it's an enjoyable time. It doesn't waste time, doesn't add a bunch of talky-talky moments where let's have a finer discussion about uh, AI and all those things and filler, 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 like they would do today. Instead, they just get to the point and they make a sentence or two that initiates these thoughts in you. Like, well, was it realistic? Well, yeah, as real as I could imagine. That's all you need. It didn't turn into a long discussion about reality. That That's just filler. It's just chat. It's empty calories in a story palette. So, and it did inspire other Eat things. You don't round the banana, Dad. It's, it's just, just empty, empty vitamins. Uh, vitamins. So, and it inspired other films. And it really was kind of prophetic in the way that, as Scott pointed out, these kind of things will become reality, if not an actual theme park, a VR version of it. And, yeah, we'll see how horrible we are when we do this. Well, we'll
0: see how many trolls there are in the theme park then. Too many. (laughs) One is normally too many. One's
1: enough, but one breeds another. So I give it a 7 or 8. Um... Now, you know no. I think
0: I'm going to probably give it a seven. It, it it hits all the nails that it needs to. It gives you the message. It does a very good job getting to where it needs to be, and it does it in a subtle way that's not offensive. It, some of it just does not hold up. Some of the effects don't hold up. Some of the story doesn't hold up. But it's a really good film. I don't want to mark it as a film that's like you must see this. This is a must-see science fiction film. If you don't see this, eh. it's a good one. I would recommend it,
2: but it's not a must-see. I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna give it a seven and three quarters because, uh, as you know, Mark. You're right. It's a 7 or an 8, but I don't want to equivocate. It's not a 7, but it's also not an 8, so I'm going to give it a 7.75. It's a very good movie. It has the discussions that it's supposed to have. I understand why this is a staple of science fiction and why a lot of people, even though, you know, don't agree with Thomas and say it is essential science fiction viewing. I understand why it's got a following and it sticks around in people's mind from 1973. Um, That said... It has all the potential to be a 9 or a 10, but it has weak characterization. Um, I feel some pretty weak dialogue, and ultimately it drags in some places too, and there's a lot of things that could have been done better, and, and the characters are not memorable. I don't remember any of the characters' names. I don't remember a single character in the movie's name. Gunslinger. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, well he's a robot, he doesn't need it No, well, I mean, but I don't, I couldn't
2: that. tell you anybody's name I don't care The The main lead is going through a divorce And that's supposed to mean something But it doesn't, other than the fact that they just brought it up um,
0: it, it, I guess worked. it's supposed to be some of
2: his motivation And why he's yeah. there but... There's a lot of good about this film But it's very weak characterization If you're really going to get in my mind to a 9 or a 10 You've got to hit a good discussion a good story and you've got to have good characters that I give a crap about. And this movie fails in that regard. There's not one character that I have any tie into in this whole movie. So 7.75.
1: All right. What do you sickies think if you've seen it? What would you think? Did you like the, the TV show more than the film? You can let us know at
2: ravinglunaticmedia.com, ravinglunaticmedia.com, ravinglunaticmedia.com dot com rage master what's left for them
1: to do stay sick sickies
2: I want to go to Westworld. I want to go to Westworld. Oh my, the robots are attacking. <laughs> Mommy, I don't want to go anymore. And it's mostly because Scott's there.
1: Shut up! Hey,
2: hey, I've seen this one. I've seen this one. This is a classic. This is our a- sci fi melody. Dresses up as a man from space. What do you mean you've seen this? It's brand new. Yeah, well, I saw it on a
0: rerun.